11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Koshi Burgess. Koshi, how's it going? Uh, hey, I'm doing well. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well out there as well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, let's just go back in time. Um, how did you first get involved playing soccer? Uh, yeah, so it started off uh, at a young, young age. I'm sure most people's journeys do. Uh, my stepdad, he's from Argentina. Uh, but yeah, he was living out here in the States and he kind of just threw me into it uh, when I was four or five. Uh, just, yeah, just to something, just to start off, you know, kind of get me burning energy, get me out of the house. And then I guess long story short, it kind of ended up paying off, but it started off as yeah, something very small. Yeah, for sure. You Did you grow up in uh, New York? Uh, yeah. So I, I was born in Manhattan and then uh, my mom ended up living in Long Island most of her life. And then my dad lived in the city. Gotcha. And then, uh, what was your like club career, like your youth career like? And did you did you play um, both club and high school, or just like one or the other? Okay, yeah. So my uh, my club career, I was playing. And I guess people who uh, live out there know, I guess, divisional soccer will understand this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was playing, yeah, just kind of like division soccer up until the age of uh, maybe twelve or thirteen, I think. And that's when I like the first time my, uh, my parents ever had me like switch teams. Um, and then I played for one other team that eventually started playing Premier uh, towards like the back end of my career before I went to college. But uh, yeah, I played club soccer and high school soccer. Uh, my freshman year, I was on JV. Uh, and my sophomore year, I, I did make varsity, but I wasn't playing much actually on uh, on varsity. So it was just sort of a, a gradual career. Um, not much was ever really kind of gifted or handed to me it all uh, it all came slowly over time gotcha what about did you play any other sports growing up uh not outside of soccer um yeah and outside of soccer in school no that was the only sport like i did run track uh mm-hmm. in high school that was just kind of to stay fit uh for soccer just as something on the side but outside of school i didn't uh, play any sports gotcha gotcha and then yeah t- tell me a little bit about uh, your recruiting pro- process. I know you went to UConn, but was there any like was there like a final three? Yeah, so uh, definitely it was probably between UConn and then two D three schools, Oneonta and Plattsburgh. Um, and I see how there's there's definitely a big jump there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have many looks going out of uh, high school. Uh, I only really got to UConn because my club coach um, knew he knew the head coach, so uh, he was able to give him a call and put in a recommendation for me. So I ended up going to a camp at UConn and that's where they had to see me. But uh, the recruiting process also was 
uh, pretty stagnant mm-hmm. uh, coming out of high school just because I didn't uh, there's not a lot of coaches that either watch high school soccer or club soccer that I come to know of mm-hmm. um, but I didn't realize that until uh, that point in my career so I was kind of just dealing with it as as I could but yeah those are only really three uh, colleges that I had in mind yeah that, I mean that's crazy so like what about like how were you feeling like did you did you uh, think you were like a D1 athlete like did you think you could play D1 like I know you said you had the, the D3 offers like like did you think like that was a like a punch in the face kind of um yeah so the uh, with college soccer I was never too sure uh just because not a lot of people from my high school were uh playing division one or people around me mm-hmm. so it wasn't something that I wasn't sure I could do but uh, oddly enough like uh, one thing I knew that like I wanted to do and that like I was determined to do at the end to go anyway was uh, play pro. So whether it took me uh, playing in Division One or two or three, albeit I would have been disappointed probably playing two or three at the time. Uh, if I ended up here at the long term, that was really the only thing that mattered. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, you ended up going to UConn. Um, I saw you you redshirted your freshman year. Like was that was that a hard year to just uh, not play? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was too hard. I kind of came into college knowing that I was uh, behind a bit. I mean, they had a, a lot of foreign guys, a lot of older guys from um, yeah, either different countries at the time. A lot of heavier recruiting in the Caribbean and African countries. Mm-hmm. Um, from one of the coaches that also had saw me at the camp and brought me in. And yeah, I wasn't too surprised to not be playing. Uh, looking back at it, my freshman year, I didn't think I was ready mm-hmm. uh, to be playing, regardless of uh, the position that they would have played me in. Um, after that was probably when uh, maybe it was more of a slap in the face type of a moment, or uh, just a lack of respect. When mm-hmm. uh, my sophomore year, I didn't play uh, as much. I was coming off the bench, actually, uh, subbing in for like garbage minutes at like the nine up top. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was a. Uh, an interesting process because I had been I played striker in club, but uh, I don't know. I was I was playing center back uh, all the preseason and the prior year, even in spring season. So uh, that was a strange adjustment. Yeah. And then my junior year, I ended up uh, playing a good amount of games there. Uh, the, the the center back that they had recruited had transferred out, um, and I beat him out for his spot. So then they hadn't brought anyone else in at the time either. So I ended up being kind of the makeshift center back for the. For the meantime, but the uh, the assistant coach and I weren't on good terms. He wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of mine, I guess we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I ended up not playing my senior year, and then after that, I knew I were I wasn't going to play uh, my final year because after I redshirted uh, my first year, he wasn't there. Uh, so I, I kind of just came to the realization that like yeah, I have to uh, I have to go somewhere else because he's not going to play me, and so I just have yeah. to go somewhere else and make a better decision than I did the first time uh, when I had gone to UConn and that's where I ended up in Seattle. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. What was that like? Um, just transferring. I mean, I mean, usually, you know, you hear transfers like one after one or two years, but I mean, you were there for what, like three, four years at UConn and then you transferred. Like, what was that? What was the transfer process like? Yeah, it was uh, for me at the time, it was long overdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like it was something that I should have done earlier. And I was trying to, um, in hindsight, I wish I could have, uh, kept up my grades knowing that would have been able to allow me to transfer sooner or mm-hmm. um, more feasibly. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you kind of learn from those mistakes and things as you go on. But transferring was 
uh, something that needed to be done. And it was uh, definitely a breath of fresh air for me just to get out of a, a negative environment and get into somewhere where I could at least start enjoying the game again. But uh, even more so a quick turnaround to where I was only out there um, from July to January as a whole for like six, mm-hmm. seven months. Yeah, so how so how did you end up going to Seattle University? Like, who, like did, how did you have to – did you, like, uh, pitch yourself to them? Um, okay, so, yeah, after I was leaving UConn, I had only played um, one season of soccer mm-hmm. uh, in college at, at center back. So I had probably about 16 or 17 games uh, under my belt of, like, film and things. Um, but, but not much uh, for, for you to get drafted. A lot of people uh, try to foster up a three- to four-year career throughout yeah. college. So I had uh, I went on to the NCAA like dot com looked at their uh, top like thirty five to fifty uh, or so like RPI rankings for teams in the country um, and I found every yeah every team in the top fifty that had two center backs or maybe one center back graduating uh, I just emailed them and sent them any film that I had uh, told them that I was looking to transfer and that I was in the portal um, and then just kind of waited to see who got back to me. Not many uh, of them did. A lot of schools did end up reaching out, but it was a lower-level school, D2s, D3s, and, and mm-hmm. pretty low D1. A few bigger ones had reached out, but I knew if I was going to do something in a year, it had to be pretty big. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to go uh, foremost. I was trying to get to ACC. That's where most coaches uh, do a lot of their research. It's kind of like the, the Champions League of college soccer. Yeah. Um, not necessarily that you have to be there to get drafted, but if you're going to go for one year, I guess it's probably the best of the best uh, for a look. So then I was trying to get in over there, but um, yeah, I had gotten some emails and calls from other schools, and Seattle was one of them. And they were one of the schools that were looking for just uh, yeah, a, n- a new back line or trying to conjure up a new back line. So I ended up uh, narrowing it down between those, like Seattle, Pittsburgh, um, about FGCU and a couple others, but uh, FGCU didn't have money. Uh, along with Pittsburgh, they they were kind of uh, kind of giving me the uh, the, the run around. Yeah. Uh, I felt like so. Um, I chose Seattle after after I visited, and yeah, I ended up there. And shortly after I left UConn, maybe four or five months. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and then just I mean, just you to you had a you had a hustle to get get a new school. A uh, new team and, and things like that, and then it, it paid off for you because you won uh, Defensive Player of the Year. So, what what did that mean to you? Uh, it was good. It was, it was definitely um, something I enjoyed. I had never gotten at my uh, my, my previous school um, any sort of accolades. I had one Defensive Player of the Week, but like even as a team, yeah. uh, we didn't win much. So we didn't. Uh, I never got the chance to win either a conference tournament, regular season, or anything. So uh, it was good to just be with a group of guys. Um, uh, the team, the team more so, uh, I appreciated uh, than a lot of other experiences I had there. But it was great to to win something and be a part of something special. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, you got to tell me. So, how do you go from changing positions, transferring, and then you end up becoming uh, in twenty twenty? You end up becoming the fourteenth overall pick in the MLS draft. Um. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> that's definitely crazy. Something I'm not too sure about how it happened really either. Uh, Draft day for me was very interesting. I don't know. I can kind of backpedal and slightly speed through because the other year at SU, uh, I did something in one season that I, I couldn't do in, in four. But 
uh, it interests me and not even to uh, demean anyone else's careers on their way up. But I don't know. I felt if I had given uh, was given the opportunity to be able to do something earlier, um, I could have been more successful prior. But yeah, I had went to Seattle and they they just had a gap. There was a void uh, in center back that they just needed filled. Um, and it, it, I went out there and it, it worked out well. Uh, they, they definitely play really good soccer. The guys out there really want to play good footy. And yeah, it was a very, very good fit. We ended up winning a lot of things just uh, as a team. And it was crazy. And then the draft started coming around. I wasn't really planning on uh, playing in the MLS just because I didn't think it was feasible uh, at the time. I, I realized I had only had two years at center back consistently uh, in college game, let alone really anywhere else, not even like academy or growing up anywhere. That was a homegrown product. So I knew it was something that'd be a task. So I was trying to go play in um, the whereabouts of Asia, somewhere like Japan or Thailand, because uh, that would have been like a really cool experience. And I've always wanted to visit and live in Japan. But um, so the draft's coming around, and then I'm working with my agent talking about certain things. And then uh, he's telling me that I'm probably going to be. Uh, going somewhere between like a Minnesota or an Atlanta is what I had heard. Um, so I was predicted maybe like 17th uh, was Minnesota, and then Atlanta was around 23. That's what I was expecting. Um, and then yeah, draft day comes, and then yeah, I get the call. I'm I'm watching the draft live. I'm not uh, actually there. There was no uh, present draft, but I'm watching on TV in my room um, in Seattle. And like I get a phone call, and then uh, it's someone that's like answering saying congratulations. And it was, it was very, it was very, very confusing because, like, on the stream, like, I knew that I wasn't picked yet, so I was watching it uh, on like the TV. So it was very <laughs> weird. Um, so like, I was just silent on the phone for like a second, and then uh, he goes, he says it again. He's like, "Oh, this is the head coach of FC Dallas, like Luigi Gonzalez. Uh, we just drafted you." And I'm, I'm still so confused. So I'm like, "Oh, thank you," but like the, I was like, "My stream is slow. Like, I, like sure." <laughs> I was like, are you sure you drafted? Because I can't really, like, celebrate twice. This isn't something that I definitely want to do again. Uh, he's like, no, 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 yeah, we are. we're drafting you with the 14th pick. I was like, okay. Um, and then, yeah, that was kind of a very surreal moment. It was, it was very wild. But, um, yeah, the rest is, is kind of history after that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with B-Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Yeah, and obviously uh, 2020 uh, was a crazy year with COVID and all that. Um, so you, you got to play in the in the USL. Like, what was it just like to play your first professional game? Um, it was definitely good to get games. Um, I probably, obviously, would have preferred uh, to be playing uh, MLS first team games and, and all of that. But um, looking back at the year, there was a lot of time that had gone by where I wasn't able to play games at all. Um, and from a club standpoint, they always want to see growth uh, within everybody. So uh, I definitely understand why they wanted me to get games, uh, even with them, but also kept me around because of certain COVID protocols to where uh, you can't go back yeah. and forth the bubbles and such but yeah it was really good to get back on the field um something that i i had missed uh subconsciously and i wasn't really knowing it so that was a great feeling honestly yeah so wait were you ever training with uh fc dallas 
this past? Um, yeah, so I trained with them all year. Okay. Uh, pretty, yeah, pretty much from when I started on trial in January, and then I signed in February, and then uh, trained with them all year until I left the bubble for, like, a month at most, and that's when I was playing with our uh, USL League One team. And then I played about six games there, and then we came, uh, and then I came back with the first team. Yeah, no, because usually uh, in regular in regular times, they everyone sometimes you just go back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, that's what um, was was normally expected, yeah. which is fine. Uh, yeah. Getting the first team trainings in, and then the games on the weekend, uh, albeit a different level, is still a preferred. Yeah. But yeah, with with the whole bubble situation, I I couldn't really go back and forth. Yeah, for sure. All right, you ready for uh, these five Quincy questions? I'm gonna make you think. <laughs> all right, yeah, no, I'm all for it. Let's go. Uh, what, what do you think is the most uh, important skill or quality that has made you successful as a pro player? First thing that comes to mind is balance. Um, right. I think having a, uh, just a balanced lifestyle um, between your goals and your successes, things that you really want to go for, and also just sort of your your hobby and leisure time, uh, having a good balance between those because you can it's very easily uh, feasible that you could uh, face something like burnout and then you could just lose passion for something that you love. But at the same time, uh, knowing that, yeah, you do have to go forward, you do have to push yourself and failure will make you better in certain instances. So uh, finding that balance helps keep me somewhat successful. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Um, I know, you know you're only a rookie this year, but what do you think is the biggest mistake uh, pro players are making? Oh, okay. Good question. Um, I think taking things for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's a lifestyle that we get to live uh, as professional athletes, and although we did earn it, like it's not like uh, things were handed to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still is a privilege at the end of the day. So I think, and and living around a, a lot of professional athletes now, I've I've gotten the uh, the energy and the vibe that a lot of them are kind of just okay with how things are. And, not, not as much uh, aware of their surroundings. You know, things could always be worse. So I think they take things for granted and how uh, easy things are when you kind of get here. People make it easier on you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just by talking to you, I could tell you're 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 wiser beyond your years. Oh, lovely. <laughs> right, thank you. My mom would be very proud to hear that. <laughs> you could send <laughs> you could send her that clip. <laughs> no, for sure, I will. That's funny. Yeah. Um. What, what advice would you give a, a younger player trying to make the MLS or a pro league? Um, find find your drive. Find your passion uh, within the game. Whatever makes you go mentally. Um, because no one else can can push that button within you. No one can really find that that green light, the thing that's going to make you go. Um, so if you, if you want it, you'll, you'll know it kind of within. And mm-hmm. then just keep going. There's going to be lows. And then you'll bounce back and there'll be lower lows after that. Uh, so just keep going. Yeah, there was a lot of times in my career where, not that I wanted to stop, but I certainly thought about it. Where I was like, is this going to be worth it? Is this going to pay out? And then uh, I just think about anything else that I could be doing. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do any of that. Uh, plan B. Oh, yeah, plan B just is not, it really just isn't a plan. Uh, my mom always wanted to stress, like, go to college, get your degree, do a lot of these things. And she's like, because you know this might not work out. And I was like, yeah, but I really don't want to do anything else. So, like, I will make this work. Yeah. So that was kind of my mindset. I was like, wherever, wherever I have to do it, I will. But I don't want to do anything else, at least for the start of my career while I'm young. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, it looks like you've done it. I mean, you had a unique journey, transferred, won the player of the year, got drafted. Pretty crazy. 
Um, these next two questions could be either like life related or, or soccer related. What is something you think most people think is true that you believe isn't? I guess since this is a soccer uh, related conversation, uh, the first thing I was going to say is that people um, that people think Pele is the greatest soccer player ever. All right. Um, <laughs> who do you th- who do you think is the greatest? Um, I think it's single handedly messy, and it's not even arguable. All right. Um, However, if people did want to make arguments, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for Maradona <laughs> debate. Like I'm definitely here for the Maradona debate. And maybe he was, but I don't want to hear anyone else's name. No, no, Ronaldo. Uh, no, I'm not here. But <laughs> the thing is, I have, I have some, like supreme respect for Ronaldo, and I've always made the argument of like, if it's the last five minutes of a game, uh, Champions League, World Cup, Euro, whatever it is, uh, Messi can't play in the Euros, whatever, any game. I'm, yeah, like I'm, I'm money. Money's on Ronaldo that he's gonna go and get you a goal. Like I, I, I guarantee it. I promise it. But when there's just a, a better soccer player, it's, it's messy at the at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, midday around lunch, uh, anytime. <laughs> All right, I like that. Um, last last Quincy question. Uh, what is, what is something you would move forward with if you weren't scared uh, if things didn't go well? Um, that's a very good one. Probably the best one so far. A lot of people kind of just say, I mean, obviously I'm not a lot of people, but some people just be like, oh, my, uh, holding back and just, just like giving up on like my goals and dreams or things like small things that I want to go for. But I also really do all the small things on the side that I want to go for. Um, right now, I guess I'll say, yeah, right now I'll say keeping up with, um, karate at a younger age. I always felt like I would get made fun of doing that, and I'm actually about to get back into doing jujitsu. I think. All right. Yeah, that's dope. I mean, yeah. one, one obviously MMA is huge now, and two, I'm sure you know, like Cobra Cobra Kai is trending on on Netflix right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I know. That's the um. Is, is it like a spinoff of like yeah. a Karate Kid type of thing? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a spinoff, and they made it into like uh, a TV series. Okay, yeah, no, I didn't, uh, I've not seen that, but. It's like, it's, it's like one of those shows, like, it's like one of those shows where it's like, like cheesy, but like you can't stop watching it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah, no, I know, okay, yeah, I know the type of show you're talking about. All yeah, right, yeah, for cool. sure. All right, you ready for some fun questions? These are the last ones. Okay, yeah, this is be way easier. Right, yeah. Um, who do you, who, who do you want to do a jersey exchange with in the MLS? Uh, the first person that comes to mind would be Nani. All right. He was, yeah, he was someone I used to watch when he was at United. Um, yeah, he was a guy that was just always having fun out there. He was really talented. So yeah, he's the first one that. Yeah, it's dope. Uh, I think you kind of already mentioned it already, but like, what do you like to do in your uh, free time? Uh, okay, so yeah, free time. Um, I was really just trying to listen to new music, find new music. Uh, I like cooking. Um, and I like writing. All right. Uh, no, definitely. Have you been writing anything recently? Um, yeah, so I'm currently working on writing an, an anime that I want to have published uh, in a few years' time. Okay, that's dope. You do you yeah, draw yeah, yeah. too? Uh, no, not not actually any type of artistically talented. That gotcha. is a, a, a smaller issue of the plot. But yeah, I'm gonna find uh, an artist to illustrate kind of. Uh, my thoughts and dreams, put them on paper. I'm doing all the writing, storyline process, character making, uh, and I'll do the, the music and things behind it as well long term when this show eventually gets made. 
Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then last one, what are your, what are your goals for 2021? My goals for 2021. The first one is, uh, I always like, I guess, maybe set out short-term, mid-term and longer-term goals. Uh, my first one is kind of make a debut, get my feet wet, um, get a, just get a feel for what an MLS game is like, and then build off that. Um, at the same time, yeah, I want to get a good run of games and have what is somewhat claimed to be a, a breakout season uh, in a lot of people's eyes. Not for anyone else, just for myself, because, yeah, if I'm going to be in the, the industry, um, it's not just being here, which is the fun part. It's actually being successful within your success that makes people happy, uh, at least myself. So when I have a somewhat of a breakout year, that is definitely a bigger goal of mine. Um, and I want to try and be happier than I was last year. I was incredibly happy last year. So if I could be happier, that would be pretty good. All right. I like, I like that. Uh, well, I, pre- I appreciate you coming on. And uh, could you let the followers know where – I mean, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at? Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram uh, and Twitter. Uh, it's my name, Nikosi Burgess uh, underscore. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much all the all the socials I got. Uh, I think it's not, I mean, I'm not on TikTok or anything crazy like that. <laughs> all right. Again, I appreciate it, and uh, best of luck this season. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was a fun time. Appreciate it. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.